0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Divots, Lawns, and Life podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Jones, a little extended version of the intro there. Uh, on this episode, I wanted to talk about ball marks and ball mark repair on greens and what I've learned over the years. Uh, some people call called them divots. That people come up to me and say hey people aren't fixing their divots on the greens and I kind of started freaking out a little bit because like what well where somebody was taking divots out of the greens we're gonna have to get this fixed which I'd always thought a divot was when you hit your ball with your, your iron or your out in the fairway and you took the chunk of turf out as you were compressing that ball and Following through and taking that big pelt out of the ground. That's what I thought a divot was, which I'm pretty sure that's what a divot is. But uh, Splitting hairs here, right? So, by the way, if I've had a lot of people ask too, should you replace your divots in the fairways? If it's Bermuda grass and it explodes or if your divot explodes, no, you really don't need to put it back if you take a big pelt out then yes putting it back in the ground and, and tamping it down uh, with your foot is the best thing to do. F- fix that big crater in the fairway because the guy behind you that hits his ball into it play it as a lies right don't be bumping that ball out of there play out of that divot. Uh, I saw I was watching some PGA Tour golf yesterday, and I saw—I think it was Lucas Glover. He hit his shot, had a big old pelt laying there, and he's walking towards the green. He just grabbed it and threw it back toward—he just—he <laughs> just threw it back towards where he—he he took that turf out of the ground, which I thought was funny. Like, well, you know, maybe—maybe maybe it landed in there properly. Uh, I think it's probably his caddy's job though that they get paid the big money to put those divots back in the ground It's hard to go forward and backwards on a golf course though as you're going toward the green to to uh, go get your go uh, Pick your divot up and then walk backwards and go put it back in. That's what So you see working at a golf course a lot of times golf is a forward game you go from the tee to the fairway to the green you're driving your golf cart, whatever the shortest way to the next tee box, whether you got to drive through bushes or well, whatever you can get to the, the the straightest path to the the next place you're going to. To hell with what's ever in the way, right? But uh, that's why I wanted to talk about repairing ball marks. see a lot about this on the Twitter. The people not fixing their ball marks. I know I've worked at golf clubs where it was an issue. Uh, that you know what's, what's funny is people complain, golfers complain about how many ball marks there are but how poorly you'll see them being repaired and yet complain about them and there are I mean it is it is proven that if you repair it properly it will heal as fast as it possibly can and there are ways to get them to heal faster Which was you know increasing your fertility? When you have a golf ball At the velocity that it is coming into the green a lot of times with spin on the ball. That is a That is a violent Event that is happening to those plants to the leaf on the plants that um you're, you are, I mean, just put your hand there and, and let it land. It, it hurts and you're basically destroying that plant with, you know, when the greens are softer, there's a little bit of cushion. As the greens get firmer, the, the soil or the sand underneath the, the, the leaves is firmer. When you have that ball hitting that green at the speed it's going, and with the spin on it, you're just catastrophic. You're, you're busting the cells up in the plant leaves. There, there is going to be a certain amount of the death that happens uh, when an event like a golf ball hitting it happens. So, uh, I was looking up. Trying to see some data. I did a test myself, but I don't go into that. But I was looking for some data on how long it takes a properly ball marked to heal, and you, and you couldn't find it because there's so many different variables in a golf on uh, a golf course. It, it, the greens, the firm, like I said, the firmness, the what, what type of turf you have. Uh, there's there's a lot of things going into it, and that's why. When you're studying life and and having to answer questions about why things do what they do and how we're we going to fix this this problem, well, I'd always said that having a lot of ball marks on your greens is a good problem at a golf club. It means you have a lot of golfers. It means you're accomplishing what you were set out to do, which was to have golf at your golf course. But to get them to heal up is fast as as possible. They need to be repaired properly. And the proper way to do it, now I watch it on TV, right? When you're seeing it on TV and you're seeing professionals repairing ball marks during a tournament, uh, let's just get this straight. These guys are playing golf for a lot of money, and their objective is to get it as smooth as they possibly can. So when they're putting, that that the ball mark or imperfection or whatever it is that's in their way, that it is as smooth as, as possible. Period. That's that's the number one objective. It isn't. They aren't out there thinking about how how fast will this ball mark heal. It's just getting it smooth to putt over, which I am 100%. I, I've worked with a lot of professional golfers. I am 100% as the next as the next golf course superintendent. I am just fine with that being the case. It's their profession. Now your problem I see with that is you see a lot of your your just regular golfers they see it on TV the way that the pros are fixing it and they think that's the way that it is supposed to be fixed um, but the way you properly fix it is your ball's coming in from the fairway and it hits the green now there's all types of ball marks that happen on a greens some of them are very hard to repair if almost uh, some of them are almost impossible to repair when you get the low skid mark going across the green it's about three inches long because you hit a uh you about cut the ball in half you know with your your seven iron and brought that thing in so low that when it hit the green it just skipped across it it went over the back of the green and hit the cart path and rolled off and the wherever and you lost your ball. Those ball marks that's those ball marks are hard to fix. Uh, I'm gonna talk about normal ball marks when you're standing out there and you hit an eight iron and it comes within it comes in with a nice trajectory and hits the green and leaves an indention and then you know, maybe backs up a little bit or you know a, a well struck golf shot ball mark on the green. So when you have the, the well shot or the well struck shot that hits the green it's going to hit the green and there's going to be a little mound in the back of the ball mark. So come up there find where your ball mark was and Get your ball mark tool. Now you're going to need a ball mark tool that's sturdy or robust enough to, you know, some of these ball marks or just ball mark repair tools are just cheap junk. I've had I've had some where you you can't even you can't even do what you're trying to do, and they make all kinds of them, right? Because they're looking for that perfect unicorn out there that just like fixes all marks by itself, and nothing does that. So you just got all this wide range of different things to where to put your thumb, where to do this, where to do that. I think people have you know growing up their whole life. If you have something that looks like a fork or a, a shovel, well, what do you do with it? You stick it in the ground and you push back and lift it back up, right? No, no, that's not what you do on grades. So you get you got your robust, sturdy ball mark repair tool. So you come into the back part of the turf that's been kind of pushed to the back. It's been displaced. Take your ball mark tool, poke around in the ground a little bit. Get, to, get the ground loosened up and stick your ball mark tool in the ground and push from back to front without lifting. without lifting. And push that turf back to where it came from. Right? And as you do that and you start start starting the back and then move to the side and go to the other side and continue to push it back toward the middle, you're going to get it loosened up enough where all that turf is going to move. And by not lifting, you're not going to break off the roots. So you're going to break off a few roots. So you're. You're pushing that turf back to where it came from. The roots are intact. And now you are going to have a probably dime-sized spot in the middle that is purple. That grass is, those leaves are dead, right? They're not, you know, they're not coming back. So you've shrunk that thing down to the smallest possible size you can get it which in turn equals the fastest healing ball mark that you can have so I was when I was searching I was looking for ball mark healing times and I saw the American Golf Foundation they had a page uh, on the internet that said a freshly repaired ball mark will heal up in less than 24 hours Okay, I don't know what kind of grass you know. Once again, we've run into something that uh, not true, right? I mean, it depends on where the ball is coming from. If if you're chipping, if, if it's light, it, a lot, uh, most of it has to do with the speed of that ball coming into the ground and just whack, just hitting the turf so hard that is exploding the cells in that leaf is what your problem is. So if that doesn't happen, if you're coming in and the the speed of the ball hitting the turf doesn't kill the leaves and destroy them, bruise them so bad that they're dead, well then, yeah, I mean, it could heal in 24 hours. Well, they said a a properly repaired or a unproperly repaired ball mark, Well, he'll take, you know, 15 days to heal. So, and I've seen a lot longer than that. So I did a test on my own. Um, I remember being out, I tested a lot of tools, different ball mark repair tools. They come up with all all this fancy stuff that makes it easier to repair. And I remember, I remember being on on a green with, with Jeff Ogilvie, and he was, I was testing out a tool, and he he was playing golf in the morning, and and I, I was just out there testing it out, and I told him to hit a couple of balls in the green, and so he had some ball marks up there, and I went and tested it out, and it was like this thing that went in the ground, and he pushed down, and it pinched this the turf back together. Um, you know, it didn't really do anything special, but. You know, I took a couple more balls and threw them into the green and then repaired them just to kind of see what how it worked. And remember, Jeff was so he was, wow, we can throw a ball into the green. Yeah, just throw a couple and make a ball mark. (laughs) You know, it was kind of funny to have someone that you know won a U.S. Open and and you know a, a lot of golf tournaments and made a lot of money on the pga tour and a super nice guy and how like you know how excited he was to be testing out this ball mark repair tool so it, it's kind of fun to see what other people you know what what gets their excitement so i, I decided that i'd watched enough people repair ball marks and I, i'm gonna say an improperly repaired ball mark if if your, if your turf isn't growing um, vigorously and and a lot of times during the year when people are playing golf it's a little colder and and you're trying to keep your green speeds as fast as you can so you got your your um, your fertility is low to keep your green speeds up as high as you can get them that improperly repaired ball marks can go from being the size of a dime and healing up. You know, I'm going to say that that a, a properly repaired ball mark takes the size of a dime takes, you know, 10 days to heal up, to be gone. Um, that an improperly repaired ball mark where you go in there and just rip it all up and lift it up breaking the roots off and now it goes from being the size of a dime to the size of a quarter or half dollar i've even seen that big that those ball marks take they could take several weeks to heal up and so i i did a test uh, with this myself on on a practice green so I, I took I took golf balls and I threw them as hard as I could in the green. Uh, you know I'm not Roger Clemens or, um, you know I'm not throwing a 98 mile an hour fastball. I'm throwing about a 64 mile an hour fastball with a with a bad wing. Uh, my shoulder was actually sore after after throwing you know 20 balls into the green. So I took. I threw 20 balls into the green and I and I repaired half of them like I knew you should repair a, a ball mark. Like I just explained how to do it. And then the other 10, I just walked up there and just went to town on it. Just, you know, haphazardly, not giving a shit, repaired them like I see some people repair ball marks so half of them I did properly half of them I did not caring and, and the caring one doing it properly just takes caring and, and a little bit more time a little more attention to detail so what I saw and I, and I took I took red paint and I painted little dots next to the tin that were repaired properly and I took blue paint and painted next to the the haphazardly repaired ball marks and the the ball marks with the red hill then you know were gone in you know 10 days the ones with the blue mark blue paint mark next to them they were fixed haphazardly I had to paint. The paint went away before the ball mark, and they were three times the size of the ball marks I'd fixed properly. Um, so it was it was a pretty easy test, and I would have people tell me about ball marks, and I would say, "Well, come look at this, right?" Come take the You know, if you were out doing a, a, a trial or a test, people would come up and talk to you and ask you what you were doing, and you could tell them. And if you told enough people what you were doing, they would tell people, and they would tell people, and they would tell, and they would, you know, it would spread around, and hopefully the correct information would get to them that they would start listening and learning and, and doing it properly. So we had also tried. Um, those ball marks ah, it was like uh, 30 days it took a month before them to completely heal up I think it it was I mean it was it wasn't even close you know and um, people would kind of look at you like well that's your job to fix them well yeah but there's you know if you get that many people I I'd always said this I I would say not fixing a ball mark at all is better than fixing one and lifting up and tearing it all up uh, and I think most people would agree with that you see people that don't fix ball marks properly that tear them up when they're fixing them and lift and rip stuff up and and just don't care I would just assume you not fix them at all I'd had a guy come up to me and ask me you know had his uh, his his pitching wedge right this is a you know a professional golfer and he said is this the proper way to fix a ball mark and just took his like his pitching wedge or his putter and just started beating down on the back of it? No. It's <laughs> for one, it's it's a horrible look. And no, that doesn't. Now like I said, if people didn't want to fix them at all, then I would say uh go up there and um and take the bottom of your putter and just and just tap down where you displace the turf a little bit it's better than going in there and just ripping stuff up and lifting everything up to try to make it level like like with a you know a a pitchfork Uh, but um, I'd also seen I saw it on Twitter and I'd had some guys send it to me uh, send some videos to me even before like the US Open when they were playing at Pebble Beach they had, their maintenance crew had a, a tool that was, and we tried this with um, several golf courses I worked at, to where you took a, basically it was an aerification tine, and where the ball mark was, you cored it out, and then you took your ball mark tool and, and then pushed the turf back in to where it came from. And a lot of times you even had a little bit of sand you know if you were skilled enough you didn't need it but you know a little bit of sand to fill in the imperfection and level it back out which works Uh, 100% works the only problem is it is very labor-intensive and you know when you're managing a golf course and you've got X amount of guys to do X amount of jobs uh, going and coring out ball marks and then repairing them is going to be probably, you know. I I did the numbers one time, um, and I think, you know, it was like you needed you need one person for three greens just doing it non-stop basically because like I said properly repairing a ball mark doesn't make you know normally doesn't make the death go away it's still some sort of ball mark there so every time a ball hits the green really unless it's a chip shot or a short shot coming in there's going to be some type of mark left that is uh, is unwanted by golfers wanting perfectly smooth greens so I mean in a, in, a, in a realistic world if you're having a lot of play you're probably going to need one person on not to mention they have to stop working the maintenance guy who is plugging these out on the green and and fixing that ball mark is going to have to stop every time a a group of golfers comes up there and is putting and and if you're busy you're going to have a group on the green and there's going to be a group on the fairway waiting for them so when is this guy actually going to be able to be on the green well you're going to have to have him or them him or her on the green basically first thing in the morning for a few hours before all this golf starts happening you know uh, a lot of times you talk to people and you explain this to them and and they'll say well that just sounds like excuses no it's not excuses it is it's just being honest and and telling people giving there's no reason to lie about it Uh, you know finding labor and finding good labor is hard Uh, finding a, a laborer, you know, at, at a typical golf course that you you know is getting paid nine, ten, eleven, twelve dollars an hour to go stand out in the sun all day and and stand in the middle of a green and uh, and poke you know ball marks and repair them. Um, that that labor field's pretty small, you know, even if. Even if you're paying a little bit more, I mean that that's a pretty labor-intensive job. It's not a, a pick and a shovel all day, but you know, uh, people most most people aren't most people aren't going to be intrigued by telling them this is your job every day. Uh, and to to have it done at a high quality, to where you don't have people out there on the green doing that uh, doing that poorly because if you're doing it poorly you might as well not even be doing it it's going to be worse than if if you're doing it it's gonna be worse than not doing it at all the the finding people and like I said you're you know my I I think my guesstimation was you were going to have to have one person do two greens or possibly three greens depending on what green it was some greens get peppered by balls some don't get hit as much so um and and figuring in you know the when they could actually do that so now what happens is like i said we i've tried it numerous times and it was just kind of like this is just you know and if you're going to try to do that with the staff you currently have and not add more people to it you're going to get so far behind on everything that (laughs) People are going to be focused on what you're not doing. So when are we mowing fairways? Well, those guys are Coring out ball marks. Well, they need to do both. Well, how are you supposed to do both? So to do some of these things it means just adding more and more money to it and um, a lot of times that isn't uh, what people want to do so um when you're seeing it at the U.S. Open that this is what they're doing, well, I mean, a lot of that has to do with the fact that you've got a hundred volunteers for that that two weeks that are or that week or two weeks that are out there working, and they're also these volunteers are highly skilled uh, golf course maintenance workers that. If you know exactly what it's supposed to look like and exactly what the pros expect out of it. So I tried that before. Um, Said so it, it's something that could be done if you if there was no if money was no object. Well, it'll just put one person on each green every day, all day long. Uh, Said so if you start going down that road of Maintaining things, then, um, you know, I'm sure a good superintendent could come up with some ideas that make the golf course better. If, 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 if a greens committee and, and he had a golf club that had enough revenue and, and and money to do it, I'm sure they'd say, well, you know, they can rake the bunkers on these holes, and then they can see so you could probably eliminate some jobs by having, you know, your your ball core out repair team out there Uh, you could probably eliminate some other jobs but uh, for the most part they would have their hands full repairing those ball marks which is a lot of times why whenever people get upset about ball marks there is one thing that you know golf course superintendents know you can do to have ball marks heal up faster and that's bump up your fertility rate but like I said, when when you're at uh, a high level and you're wanting to keep your green speeds up, then adding more fertilizer doesn't make your greens faster; it makes them slower. So now you're you're working on one problem and causing another problem, which is what happens a lot of times at a golf course. You try to fix one thing and it causes a problem on something else. So. But, uh, you know, like I had one guy tell me, that's why they pay you the big bucks to figure out those problems. You knew what you were getting into. Well, <laughs> so, I said some problems are problems that, you know, they can't be fixed. Repairing ball marks properly and getting them to heal up as, as quickly as you can. I remember a day when I first started playing golf where you were you were so excited. You were tickled to death to hit the green so you could go up and repair that ball mark. And a lot of times what I've seen is when the, the guys that play golf so much that uh, the the repairing ball mark part of it, it just you know it kind of gets in the way of, of your job of playing golf for that day and playing as fast as you can and getting in and comes routine and when you've got a routine and you want shortcuts to get done faster or you know you got to cut stuff out, and a lot of times cutting stuff out means driving your golf cart wherever you want, not repairing your ball marks correctly, not raking the bunkers correctly. I, I had a guy one time was complaining to me about ball marks and how people weren't repairing their ball marks, yet I knew and I had seen them play enough, and they were one of the first groups in the morning to play, and they would... We would, the maintenance crew would set up the bunkers and rake the bunkers in the morning and get them all ready. And these couple of guys would play golf in the morning and not rake their, ball, not not rake their footprints when they got in the bunker, yet complain about, you know, people not repairing their ballroom. <laughs> I just look and go like, are you serious? You know, rake your damn footprints out of the sand before you start complaining about somebody else and what they're doing, Right. Uh, but so that's how you properly repair a ball mark Um, push it back to where it came from you know if there's a lot of ways to do it if you want to take your putter and and tap it down with your putter before tap it down and then push it back to the middle there's other ways don't lift do not lift Uh, lifting you're gonna make the ball marks three or four times bigger Right, We get it, tap it down, push it back to the middle, get it smoothed back out and it will heal up as fast as it can with the amount of fertilizer it has, right? So fix your ball marks, fellas.